Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Gopi Janabalava Girevaradhari Jasodhanandana Vrajajana Ranjana Jasodhanandana Vrajajana Ranjana Jamunatiravanachari Jayorada Madhava Kunjabihari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna 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 Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Bolo Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hello. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Prabhupada Nithai Gaur Haribol 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 Gaur Haribol Nithai Gaur Premanande 
Jai Vishapad Paramahamsa Parivacha Kachai Divine Grace AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Shala Prabhupada Ki Jai Shala Prabhupada Ki Jai Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai Namachari Shala Haridasta Kaur Ki Jai Brahmsa Kaho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Shriyadeta Gadadha Shri Gaur Bhaktivinda Ki Jai Grantarashmat Bhagavatam Ki Jai All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled bodies. Glories to Sri Guru Siga Ranga. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. <coughs> Today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 5, and Text 32. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Naisham Matistav Urukramangrim Naisham Matistav Urukramagrim Sprati Sprisati Anartya Pagamoyad Arthaha Sorry, I didn't have the proper, uh, just uh, follow. Mayasam padarajo vishekam Mayasam padarajo vishekam Nishkinchananam navrinita yavat Niskinchananam na vrinita yavat Naisham matistav urukrama grim Sprasya spriyatsyatyanyarathapagamoyad arataha Mahiyasam padorajo vishekam Nishkanchananam na vrinita yavat. Thank you. 
Gurukramagrim of these matihi the consciousness tavat that long urukrama angrim the lotus feet of the supreme personality of godhead who is famous for performing uncommon activities sprishati does touch anartha of unwanted things apagamaha the disappearance yet of which arthaha the purpose mahiyasham of the great souls the mahatmas or devotees padaraja by the dust of the lotus feet Abhishekam Consecration Niskrit Anchanam Of devotees who have nothing to do With this material world Na Not Vrinita May accept Yavat As long as Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, La Prabhupada Ki Jai. Unless they smear upon their bodies the dust of the lotus feet of a Vaishnava, 
completely free from material contaminations, persons very much inclined towards materialistic life cannot be attached to the lotus feet of the Lord, who is glorified for his uncommon activities. Only by becoming Krishna conscious and taking shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord, in this way uh, can one be freed from material contamination. Sorry, I had to blow it away. Becoming Krishna conscious brings about Anartha Apagamaha, the disappearance of all Anarthas, the miserable conditions we have unnecessarily accepted. The material body is the basic principle of these unwanted, miserable conditions. The entire Vedic civilization is meant to relieve one from these unwanted miseries. But persons bound by the laws of, of nature do not know the destination of life. As described in the, the previous verse, Ishatantyam Urudamni Baddaha. They are conditioned by the three strong modes of material nature. The education that keeps the conditioned soul bound life after life is called materialistic education. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has explained that materialistic education expands the influence of Maya. Such an education induces the conditioned soul to be increasingly attracted to materialistic life and to stray further and further away from liberation from unwanted miseries. One may ask why highly educated persons do not take to Krishna consciousness. The reason is explained in this verse. Unless one takes shelter of a bona fide, fully Krishna conscious spiritual master, there is no chance of understanding Krishna. The educators, scholars, and big politicians, political leaders, worshipped by millions of people, cannot understand the goal of life and take to Krishna consciousness, for they have not accepted a bona fide spiritual master and the Vedas. Therefore, in the Mundaka Upanishad 3.2.3, it is said, Nayam Atma Pravachana Nena Labhyo Na Medhaya Na Bahuna Shrutena one cannot become self-realized simply by having an academic education, by presenting lectures in an erudic way, pravachanena labhya, or by being an intelligent scientist who discover many wonderful things. One cannot understand Krishna unless one is graced by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Only one who has surrendered to a pure devotee of Krishna and taken the dust of his lotus feet can understand Krishna. First, one must understand how to get out of these clutches of Maya. The only means is to become Krishna conscious. And to become Krishna conscious very easily, one must take shelter of a realized soul, a Mahat or Mahatma, whose only interest is to engage in the service of the Supreme Lord. As Lord has says in Bhagavad Gita 9.13, Mahatmanastu mam parthya daivim prakriti masritaha vajantyanyanyamanasho 
gyatva bhutam avvayam. O son of Pritha, those who are not deluded, the great souls, are under the protection of the divine nature. They are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, original and inexhaustible. Therefore, to end the unwanted miseries of life, one must become a devotee. Yasyasti bhaktir bhagavat akinjana sarvai gunas tatra samasrate shudaha. One who has unflinching devotional faith in Krishna constantly, consistently manifests all the good qualities of Krishna and the demigods. That's from Bhagavatam 5.18.12. Yasya deve para bhakti yatha deve tata guru tasyaita katita hyarata prakashante mahatmanaha. Only unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the spiritual master are all the imports of Vedic knowledge automatically revealed. Shetha Satara Upanishad 6.23 Jam evasya vrinute te nalabhyas tasahivat atma vrinute tanum swam The Lord is obtained only by one whom he himself chooses. To such a person he manifests his own form. That's from Mundaka Upanishad 3.23 There are Vedic Injunctions. One must take shelter of a self-realized spiritual master, not a materially educated scholar or a politician. One must take shelter of a nishkinchanana, a person engaged in devotional service and free from material contamination. That is the way to return home back to Godhead. So Srila Prabhupada here have quoted so many verses from the scriptures uh, proving that the only way to get the mercy of Krishna, the only way to go back to Godhead to Krishna, Vaikuntha, the spiritual world, is to fully surrender and take the dust of the feet of the Vaishnavas, take the dust of the feet of your spiritual master. And fully engaged in devotional service. It's very easy for us to understand this purport. Because this is what we are doing. This is what we are meant to be doing. And this is why we are here in this Hare Krishna movement. That is the sole purpose of our human life and our existence. Is to serve Krishna. Is to go back to Godhead. Is to be immersed in the loving service to the Lord feet of Krishna and of Srila Prabhupada, of our spiritual master. That is the purpose. If we do not understand this simple point, like it says here, we are astray or we get carried away to another thing, the material nature, the Krishna's material energy, Maya Shakti. Material energy is also Krishna's energy. It's all Krishna's. Everything belongs to Krishna. Maya Dakshana Prakriti, this Maya, the material energy, this material world that we are living in, that dealing with, it's also Krishna's energy. It's all Krishna's. So therefore, if we can 
be Krishna conscious when you understand this all Krishnas. But that comes from surrendering to Krishna. The only way, it says here, the Lord is obtained only by one whom he himself chooses. To such a person, he manifests his own form. Jamayavasya vinute tena labhyas. Labhyas means to obtain. Everybody wants to attain something, to get something. Isn't it? This is why we're here. <coughs> we go to school, we go to university to get a degree. Prabhupada here very nicely explained. That is material education. You go to school, why? So you're not a dumb person, you can get a job, you can support your family, you can pay off your mortgages, because then you can have a, a money coming in. This is all material education. So Prahlad Maharaj, here, he's explaining. Prahlad Maharaj was sent to uh, uh, school where he had to learn materialistic education, how to become a materialistic person. But Prahlad Maharaj, he was aloof. He knew that is not the purpose of human life. The purpose of human life is to be free from the entanglement of maya, the material energy that we are entangled in, life after life. I was struggling hard to live a life of this material existence, to live here for somehow we are working so hard to live here even though it's so difficult. It's like where people are coming to Australia. It's getting harder and harder. You have to pay so much money to get your PR. And finally, you get your PR and then you live here. It's not easy life. You have to work, pay for everything. So much struggle is there. But still, people don't give up. They're clinging on to sense enjoyment. So if you want to be free from this suffering, Prabhupada is saying time and time again in this purport, misery is not life. This life is miserable. Then you have to smear yourself, like it says in this verse, in the dust of the lotus feet of Krishna. Dust. Krishna's feet is not dust, there's no dust, because it's so clean. We wash, we wash the deities every day with charamita. We have the charamita we drink. With milk, uh, yogurt, uh, honey, uh, uh, sugar water, fruit juices. And we drink that. Every day we drink that. That's not ordinary water. It has to be it's washed this lotus feet of Krishna, the body of Krishna, with all these ingredients. And we drink a little bit of that. That purifies our heart. The way to purify consciousness, purify heart. Cheta darpanam marjanam. It's mentioned here. Darpana, cheta darpana, to cleanse the heart and the consciousness. Is to put Krishna Pusharam there. Is to put Chanamita there. Is to put the dust of the feet of Krishna. To roll in the dust of Krishna's body in Vrindavan. This temple room is full of dust of the feet of the Vaishnavas. You can roll in the ground. 
Pay obeisances, roll in the ground. That's why I've seen devotees in Vrindavan, uh, they, 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 they used to roll their body in the dust. And I used to think how dirty it is. Full of cow dung. And uh, I, I know a, a friend of mine, every time he went to India, he would bring back, he'd bring back cow dung. It's strictly forbidden to bring any animal products. But he had it on his shoe. They didn't shake his shoe. He stepped, purposely stepped on cow dung in Vrindavan. And when he came back, he had cow dung on his shoe. And we take a little bit of touch. And then roll in the ground, he had dust on his clothes. It requires humility. Some people, they come to the temple, they don't want to take the shoe off. Because it's, it's, it's not clean, you want to keep your shoes on. This is to respect. Take your shoes off. Take your head off. And pay your obeisances to the feet of Krishna. Food to the devotees. It is mentioned like a, like a tree falling. Boom. Like a banana tree falling on the ground. At the feet of Krishna. The Goswamis, the Vrindavan, they put stick in their mouth. You know, stick. Little small stick and they pay a basis. It's to show that I, I'm just insignificant like, a, like an ant. So it says here, unless one is a devotee of the Lord, one cannot understand the existence of the, of the spiritual world. Gurus, teachers who are simply interested in this material world are described in this verse as anatha, blind. Such blind men may lead many other blind followers without uh, true knowledge of material condition. But they are not accepted by devotees like Prahlad Maharaj. Because Prahlad Maharaj knows the truth. Satam param dimahi. The first verse of the Bhagavatam, it says that satya, the truth, the ultimate truth. Everyone talks about truth. The real truth, the satyam, param, the ultimate truth is param, is to know the Supreme God, the Supreme Lord. Satyam param dhimahi. And to that, I pay my respectful obeisances. This is the Gayatri mantra. Dhimahi, which we sing, dhimahi. This is a very simple thing. That Bahir artha maninaha. The word bahi means external. Artha means interest. And manina means taking very seriously. Generally speaking, practically, everyone is unaware of the spiritual world. And Srila Prabhupada actually writes in the, every canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, in, right in the introduction of the Bhagavatam, Prabhupada says, 99 the population are not interested in God. You know how many times you have to go out distribute books? There's still people buying books but they haven't read. And we can still distribute books. Millions and millions of books we can distribute because there are so many people who are not interested that they are available that we can give them these books. And every time people are taking birth, 
living entities. But people are not interested in God. No interest. Artha means interest. So the knowledge of the materialistics is restricted within the uh, four billion mile limit uh, of this material world, which is in the dark portion of the creation. They do not know that beyond the material world is the spiritual world. That's why Krishna says, Aparayam mitastanyam. There's another world. There's another world where there is no sun or moon or electricity. Atmaram, everyone is fully satisfied. Another world. Unless one is a devotee of the Lord, one cannot understand the existence of the spiritual world. This is why you have to have the blessing of a devotee. You have to have the mercy of a Vaishnava. You have to have the mercy of the representative of Krishna. It is not that you can demand to see God. You have to have the qualification. You have to have the blessing. You have to do service, sevaya. In the beginning, when I first joined the Hare Krishna movement, and I thought, Shiva means to just take prasadam. And some people say, oh, um, eating your way back to Godhead. Of course, you can. Take prasadam and go back to Godhead. Then there's gonna, we need people to cook. We need people to do puja. We need people to do sweeping, cleaning, so many things. That is also there, not just eating your way back to Godhead. If I didn't cook, then there would be no food. So everything is there in the spiritual world. Everything is provided by, uh, by our Guru Maharaj to attain that liberation, to attain that uh, labhya, it's mentioned here, this word labhya, to obtain the Lotus Feet of Krishna. It's very easy, actually. Gurus, teachers, sometimes the teachers, like it's mentioned here, Sanda Amarka, they were the two teachers of Hiranagashipu. They're teaching uh, materialistic science, material knowledge. So Prabhupada says here, right in the beginning of this, uh, um, that ordinary Hiranagashipu was extremely angry and wanted to rebuke his sons to uh, it, uh, uh, for deriving his teachers for his spiritual master who had been born in the Brahman family for the Acharya, Sukhara uh, Acharya. So he is mentioned here that material education, spiritual masters have accepted everywhere since time immemorial. But Pallad Maharaj declined to accept such uh, um, seminal gurus or to take instruction from him. Because such gurus, these they were materialistic teachers. So we have the Vaishnavas, the spiritual master who teaches us how to uh, attain the love for Krishna. So it's very easy, very simple, is that the point here Prabhupada mentioned is that we have to surrender. It is not easy to, we can talk about surrender, but actually, uh, when we want to surrender, uh, there's a lot of things that we need to surrender. Our mind, our consciousness, our desires. 
A lot of things. Not just, I surrender, yes. In the beginning, it all looks good. But the test comes, it's more, it becomes difficult. First thing you have to do when you get up in the morning, you have to get up. First thing you have to get up. Right? Then the day starts. If you can get out of bed, then everything will go smoothly. Then uh, this thing happened, that thing happened. I was thinking, uh, like yesterday, uh, I had to get up today, come all the way from home. I live quite far away, and it's so cold uh, here in Melbourne. And I have a few Gurukul friends that came on the weekend, and they were telling me, what are you doing here in Melbourne? It's so cold. Come to Queensland. And, and I was thinking, uh, let me think about it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, uh, we, we go where they service to Krishna. Srila Prabhupada didn't go to America to have a good time. And he, when, when he first woke up in New York and he saw all the buildings are white. He said, wow, all the buildings are painted white. They're all snow, so cold. He never saw snow before. So it's certainly very uncomfortable to go to a place like that coming from Vrindavan or in India where the uh, weather is so hot. And it's like walking into um, a cold refrigerator. And I cook in the kitchen. Uh, on a very hot day, I, I, I love it, go in the, in the cool room and stay there. But when it's a winter time, you just want to get out of in a cool room. You want to go to a warm place. Prabhupada went to America. It's, the weather was it's totally uncomfortable. So he didn't go there to just, uh, he went to preach Krishna consciousness. So I told them, we go where there is service, not looking for pleasures. This is not the place to find pleasure here. This is a mature world. It's, everything is miserable, like mentioned here. Full of misery here. Here. Such an educator, education, Pladmara is talking about education. Education induces the conditioned soul to be increasingly attracted to materialistic life and to stray further and further away from liberation from unwanted miseries. So materialistic life simply entangles us. You know about the quicksand. You know quicksand? You get stuck in the quicksand, you only try to get out, you get, more, you get more and more bogged down. So material life is like a quicksand. You just go down and down. You get more stuck. It takes away, us away, more away from Krishna. So material life, that's why the devotees have to be so careful. Family life is not an easy life. Family life, you have uh, so many entanglement. You have to pay for your home, pay for children's education. There's a lot of headache, a lot of uh, responsibilities. Human life is for responsibilities, but not only for material responsibilities. Of course, we're not bums. We have to have responsibility. Not living in the roadside, 
and begging and stuff. If you have family, you have to take care of everyone. You have to have a warm place. And he'd pay for all these things. So there is responsibility, mature responsibilities, to take care of yourself, to be clean, to have proper clothing, a place to live. These are all mature, mature responsibilities. But the real responsibility on top of mature responsibilities is your responsibility to become Krishna conscious. But if that's only going to happen if you know Krishna, if you believe in Krishna. So first you have to introduce Krishna consciousness, that that God exists. If you don't have that basic understanding, you will simply know the material life is everything. It's ultimate. If you don't have God consciousness, then you only have material enjoyment, material life. And you work hard to maintain your material life. But we are seeing today, the whole material world, the whole world, there's so much misery, so much struggle, despite the so-called material advancement. The material advancement in this world is not everything, is not fulfilling. You see, I'm wearing so much clothes. This jacket, another one, another jacket, t-shirt. You take all the clothes, big pile of clothes like this. You can open a shop just to cover the skin. That's all. I was just coming, just here, rushing to get to the temple, and there was a truck there. And I had to go around around the truck because that is a septic truck. They're cleaning all the stuff, the toilet thing. He smells so bad, I tell you. From down the road, you can smell it. Septic truck. You know, they clean all the stuff comes out of your body from the t tank. So I was thinking the material world is the epitome of the result of our enjoyment is the smell, like the toilet. Yeah, really. It put in front of you looking so palatable. It looks so nice and decorated. But the reality is something else. You eat nice, nice food, but when it's out of the, our body, something else. So the material enjoyment, it's very superficially, it all looks good in front of you. That is called Maya. It's very palatable, presented to you. It looks so um, decorated. But the reality is something else. Underneath what you see is that smell that's coming out. I'm telling this myself. To really understand God consciousness, to really surrender, you really deeply have to understand and, and uh, to really take shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. You have to cling on to the feet of Krishna, cling on to the lotus feet of Prabhupada, cling on to the lotus feet of your spiritual master and the Vaishnavas, to cling so hard. Prabhupada said, like a child, He's, he's taken shelter of the mother and father. For the child, there's no other things except them. 
Because the child not only knows the parents, it's everything. So similarly, we have to take shelter of Krishna, take shelter of our Guru Maharaj, as our only shelter. That's why it says here. <coughs> Jasya Deve Parabhakti, Yatha Deve Tata Guru, Tata Guru, Guru means Guru. Tasya Te Kadita Hyarta, Prakashante Mahatmana. And Prabhupada explains Mahatmana in this verse. Here, right here. The only means to become Krishna conscious and to become Krishna conscious very easily, one must take shelter of a realized soul. A Maha. Mahat, in this verse, this word is Mahat. A Mahatma, whose only interest is to engage in the service of the Supreme Lord. That's Mahatma. People describe Mahatma in a different way. If you're an English teacher at the university, or a philosopher, they wouldn't call them Mahatma, isn't it? But if you're chanting Hare Krishna, if you're preaching uh, the glories of Krishna consciousness, then he's a Mahatma. Like Prabhupada. Mahatmanastu Mamparta Devi Prakiti Matmana Bhajantyanyanamanasho Gatta Bhuta Dimabhayam. Yes, Osana Prita, those who are not deluded, the great souls, are under the protection of the divine nature. They are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the Supreme Person of the Godhead, original and inexhaustible. That's Mahatma. They are fully engaged in devotional service. Fully. Like I had two days off, like Saturday, Sunday. He was thinking, where is this guy? How come he's not here? I was uh, usually Saturday, Sunday, when I'm not here, I have this many programs. This house, that house, every day. So I told everybody, this weekend I'm not doing anything. So, how long can you sit in your home? Half an hour later, like, oh, what, the hell? what am I doing here? <laughs> he gets so damn bored. He want to get out, go for a walk, uh, you know, and drive somewhere to the, uh, 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 some supermarket. In Australia, there's nothing you can do. It's so boring, this country. I'm sorry to say it. Really. You, if you go home, is nobody around. Nobody around. Nice house, very nice suburb, nobody around. They're all at the supermarket, in the shopping center, packed with people. Because that's all there is. You go to India, everywhere in the street, temples full of people. There's no supermarket, but people are really, they're not in the home, but they're in the street, they're kids playing in the street. There's so much lively feeling. He doesn't feel that lively. It's actually quite boring here. You have money, you don't know where to spend. So they go and buy stuff from the supermarket. You go to India, you can go to the bazaar, and, and this bazaar, that bazaar, and um, uh, temples. You can, uh, you know, there's just lots happening. So much variety. And if you go to the supermarket, if you, how many days can you go? It's, it's so frustrating. But when you come to the temple, we don't have that much here either. But there's something that, that triggers us. 
within the consciousness. Something that gives us the bliss. That is Krishna. This is Krishna's place. Here is not that much going on. Actually, we are not selling shoes and, and, and uh, we are not selling uh, big, big supermarket stuff everywhere. This is the temple atmosphere where you come here and it's full of life here, full of life. And people come and sit here, Shanti. You know, Shanti means very peaceful. They feel fantastic. They're not roaming around everywhere, looking at this, looking at that. There's nothing there. They come back with nothing. They buy a small thing instead of buying so much. They're fed up. And then they come to the temple. And that's what Krishna says. All these things are simply to lead you to frustration, material things. And Prabhupada here, that's why time and time is said. And this verse here says, Nishkanchana, a person engaged in devotional service. Free from material contamination. That's Niskinchana. We have to become like a Niskinchana. Heart full of Krishna consciousness. You open your heart. Then the heart, we can see in your heart is Sudha, is pure. No other desires. Just yesterday, uh, I dream a lot about Akitan and stuff. And uh, just a few days ago, when I was here a few days ago, when I was in the temple, and uh, usually devotees dream of devotees, other devotees. It's not your dream of uh, something else. So I, I had this dream yesterday. And uh, I was crossing this mountain. And everywhere there's devotees. And so I wanted to go to the Hare Krishna temple. And these people, they said you have to cross this mountain, go down the hill, and up the hill, and there's a village there, small town, there's a temple there, Iskon temple. And so I came down the hill. It was like a, I'm not kidding, it's like a, the whole area, it looked like, uh, like a painting. You know, like uh, mountains, very beautiful, <coughs> looking down. So they said, you go through all these hills, and climb up the hill. On top, there's a small town, there's a temple. And so then, I was like amazed to see. So I said, I asked them, uh, can, you take a, can you take a photo of me with all this uh, area behind me? I guess it's modern day, because they had camera. <laughs> and then I went down climb up, I came to a small town. I said to this person, uh, he's a westerner, and he had a chadar and a jeans. He said, hey, the temple is here, but before that I want to show you uh, my place. I said, okay. So he took me to a place, and his home is um, he's renovating, and it's all this lake, so beautiful. And so then, uh, and then he said, okay, come down, I'll show you the temple. So, I said, so he said, go down the street, there's a temple there, Hare Krishna temple. And I couldn't find it, so on the way, I asked 
some old ladies, they were cleaning their home, and they came out, oh, Hare Krishna Temple right there, they're really good people, like this. I said, oh yeah, they must be, because when people talk like that, they must be, temple must be very near, because they're hearing uh, us and glorif glorifying the devotees. Not like these people here, but this, somewhere else. And I walked down, I saw the devotee coming out. So the temple's right on the street. So you open a door, it's a street, like here. But it's a, so the devotee came out and went in. So I walked in, <clears throat> and full of brahmacharis. It was really full of Brahm whole temple's full of brahmacharis. They all just talking, having vishadam, a lot of fun. And I walked in, I said, wow. This is spiritual world. You know, this is what they do. They were taking Pusharam, they're joking and all sitting around. So I walked in and said, who are you? He said, oh, you'll know soon. <laughs> and then I walked to the back and, <clears throat> and it was a very sunny day. And so I woke up and actually they said, this is uh, Dublin in Europe, temple. It didn't look like Dublin. <laughs> So my point is, this is like, this dream was so amazing. I woke up, I had tears in my eyes. Yeah, it was so <clears throat> very emotional. I felt like, um, like, like, I want to be with the devotees. And they were not doing anything. They were just sitting around, taking prasharam. And this is what they do. The devotees in the spiritual world, that's what they do. It's not that they're going to work and stuff. They're enjoying all day with Krishna. You see, um, when we all sit down to take prasadam, this is what Krishna do in the spiritual world. Some of the best time when we get together and sit down to take prasadam, isn't it? And no one is actually eating much. They're all talking. It's like some of the stuff we talk that we don't even usually talk. Prasadam time we are. So it's, it's not just taking prasadam. This is a, it's a, a gathering uh, to come together and, uh, and creating a spiritual bond. And Krishna himself in the spiritual world, they have the food in their gamshas, they're carrying it, they're going to the uh, 